0: You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast with Sinan Schwarting and Khan Bayazic.
1: Welcome back, everybody! Episode one hundred and three of Besiktas Internationals, the Black Eagles podcast. I am your host, Sinan Sporting, coming in live from New York City with your favorite co-host and mine, Cornboy Ellis. (laughs) How you doing, sis?
0: Quite well, thanks. How about you? Not uh, caught with the coronavirus yesterday?
1: Not here, yes. Uh, in New York we're, we're skating pretty clean somehow. You'd think, you'd think it would be impossible given the international uh, uh, scale of this city, but somehow we're, we're, we're skating. Actually, so we had 28 cases reported, 27 reported back negative. Uh, which means they just had something else. Uh, And then there's one that we've been waiting on and and they can't get the proper tests in because our government is semi-functional. That's a whole Mm. other conversation. Um, But (laughs) so there's a potential case, but I think we're doing all right, honestly. Uh, How about yourself? Belgium's in the clear?
0: I think so, so far. I know there's like a case, like a little bit over the border in Holland. Yeah, the Netherlands
1: like, is uh, getting hit, hit up. Yeah. Well, Italy—I mean, Italy—is
0: where it's going uh, yeah. off. Yeah, my—you uh, may or may not know—but Kim, uh, my my missus, she uh, works at a hospital. Uh, she she's a lab technician in a, a hospital, big hospital in Antwerp, and uh, they had a an email sent round uh, telling them not to be afraid of their colleagues returning from ski holidays in Italy. Oh. So that's, so that's the precautions they're taking. taking actually, yeah, the seriously. one
1: the one case that is in New York was actually someone who came back from Italy. The, uh, yeah,
0: lots of uh, cases there.
1: So yeah, actually, my uh, my step is living in Rome now. So stay safe, Adam, if you're listening. <laughs> um, I doubt you are. He's not a special touch fan, nor really much of a football fan. So. Uh, unless he just likes the kicks. sound of my voice. If he misses me from abroad, my good old stuff. Uh, anyway, let's talk football. We have two matches to talk about, which is a sign of our own whatever it may be. I think it's because you discovered the Mandalorian, con. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I Welcome. I Welcome to the series. 15
0: minutes or so of the match yesterday because I was so cut up in watching that. Uh, uh, luck-
1: luckily, it was on... TV here in the states, even you know, there is no, not even a scramble for a feed or anything of the sort, like on the big screen. Uh, so I, I can fill you, fill in the gaps there. But um, yeah, Mandalorian is a great show. But we won't even mm-hmm. talk about that, man. There's so much coronavirus, the Mandalorian, so many great topics to discuss. We should have like a, uh, a separate talk show, Khan, maybe.
0: Talking about the Mandalorian, eh? Yeah, let's do it,
1: Star Wars. Um, anyway. Now, let's get, let's talk bash touch. We've got two matches a match against Trabzon Spore and a match against Alanya Spore. More recently, uh, we've got, once again, I want to give a massive shout out to Emre Hastur, uh, Hugo, as we like to call him. Shout out to you for the stadium sounds. Uh, those are coming in live from the match uh, at Vodafone Park against Trabzon. Oh, sprinkle them in throughout our little description of that match. Um, And uh, yeah, besides that, I don't know. I guess let's let's talk about those matches before we even really talk about our feelings about them. Now, one thing I will say is that so we were coming into this off of a very disappointing match against Bashakshi mm-hmm. here. Uh, now, Khan, I, I don't think we got your take on that because I did that episode with Evron. Yeah. So, like, that's a good sort of segue into the match, uh, the, the, our descriptions of the matches here. What did you... Think, you know, we talked about how we wanted at least, I think, what did, it, did you say, five points or, or six points out of the, the three matches?
0: Yeah, five, I guess. Um, seven, ideally. <laughs> Or nine, ideally. Seven out of um, three, right? Well, yeah. well, the f- what I thought about Bashakshir is that uh, that kind of exposed our weaknesses. Still, I think uh, tactically, we had the right plan. Uh, well, right plan. I think tactically, we had a an interesting plan. I, I liked. How uh, we yeah. were looking for uh, setting up players on the edge of the area because we knew it was going to be difficult to uh, find clear cut goal scoring opportunities against a well organized Besiktas side yeah. yeah. who we were sitting back the entire match and praying on the counter. Um, yeah, and and it was which in...
1: they've been doing like for even under FG, they somehow they, they did what we
0: I felt like they kind they. of moved away from that the last couple of years. They were really notorious for that back in the in the two thousands and maybe the early twenty tens where they were really that team that would sit back and just...
1: Where I guess when Avci first made his name, is it? Yeah, when, when they were still... You know, before the, even the national team debacle.
0: When they were still Bukeser, the uh, Istanbul Sport, they were really known for that, for counter football. And I felt like the last couple of years, they had really progressed more towards the team that would still heavily rely on that. And, but like, kind of like, you know, how Real Madrid used to do that too, a couple of years ago. Like they, they'd get a lot of their goals on, on the counter, but they could also... Make the game if necessary, not as well as maybe a, a prime Bajic uh, in in fifteen sixteen and stuff like that. That's, but that was never yeah. a Bajic. Well, and they game, had a Benzema
1: but... too, mm. right? They had Benzema to, to sort of like they could rely on him utilizing those those quick counter attack. Like, oh, I I still like. I is he old enough that we could get him? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably not. I think you still. Uh, I don't think with our finances we will be getting anyone like that in the next couple of years. Uh, yeah, I don't but, think. So. Anyway, I think Sergen had an interesting plan for that match. It didn't really pay off, uh, unfortunately, because they did hit us on the break. Then, but scored, of course, we you all you you and everyone talked about this last week. Yeah, we did. We talked it. Tactically, right. I liked what Sergen had prepared, but I just felt like there was a, uh, a lack of quality up front. And uh, I think that kind of came back in these two matches as well. Uh, if you look at the amount of chances we needed to score, yeah. uh, ultimately. Well, and so before...
1: B- let me cut you off there. So before we uh, get into these matches then, so going into the match against Trabzon, having lost against Basakir... How are you feeling then? Obviously, we're not going to get seven points. That's impossible mm-hmm. uh, with only the two of those three games remaining. Uh, we've obviously been, I think, I think we assumed Travzone sport would be the hardest of the three matches uh, in, in fairness. Mm-hmm. so and, and so maybe we were slightly overlooking or I guess I, I'm sticking for myself then. Perhaps I was slightly overlooking Bashak here to an extent. I thought it would be far easier to get the point against Basakshi here although again and, and i remember you saying going into the match you know we'd sort of had this curse uh, go you know playing on the road so to speak you know although it's just crust I, I think at the home bay, you
0: always have the chance of you losing is always a lot slimmer i didn't really go into the troublesome match with the feeling that we were going to lose because uh, there have been positive changes under Sergen uh, that we can clearly see, and we are seeing more and more as each week progresses. I think uh, we'll get touch on that in, in a little bit, but there have been positive changes in that regard. I, I feel like the team is motivated um, and, yeah. and, and willing to put their heads in front of it, so to speak. So, Yeah, so, I, I, let's I, talk Trebza.
1: Yeah, yes, let's talk let's this talk match. About now so speaking of changes, and I think that's a good segue into that match. Um, there were two, I would say, consequential changes to the to the lineup. Uh, obviously the main one being Boateng, who came in for Liayic, and this was before he'd been injured in training. So I don't think you know, I, I think that was a conscious decision to put in Boateng after his obviously very solid debut. And then German Len started as well. Um, yeah. I think we were all sort of hoping for a Boyd. You know, he'd, he'd come off a good match prior, prior to that. But I think we were also all kind of generally excited about I think, just the notion that Diaby had been finally. I displaced, think, Boyd, right?
0: the good match that you're thinking of was this match for Trabzon where he came on in the second half and made a good impression. So I think you're. We, uh, he did cause,
1: come cause, into this match. You're yeah. oh, all right. Yeah. But I feel like, didn't he get, like, a, wasn't it in the cup match or something? There's, there was a match prior to this where he at least kind of felt like we'd seen enough to, to really want to see more. I, I mean, whatever. We're sort of treading too far into the past anyway, honestly. But, yeah, I mean, needless to say, Trabzon was going to be a difficult result to get. Um, I don't think it would have been realistic to expect three points against this season's Travis sport Yeah, they're in side. great form. With this season's drive side, right? <laughs> Given everything we had going into this match. Yeah,
0: especially if you look at how easily they score. Again, uh, today for example, in the league, they had uh, and I know everyone likes to talk about XG expected goals. Um, today, they had an expected goal of in the second half, they scored five goals against Sport and they had like an expected goal of 2.12 or something <laughs> so but they'd fallen a goal behind too, yeah right? so but, they... but you have to let that sink in so they had an expected goal of 2.12 with the chances they and, they get, five. and they got so five So they're just ruthlessly they efficient. are insanely efficient right now uh and i think that also you you can see that in the match against us where i think carries after match some some said something like oh they came twice and they scored twice now that's not true they had at least one more good opportunity with Guillerme that I can remember and I think they had maybe like one or two half chances but let's say they they stuck their nose I mean they had three shots
1: on target and nine shots in total so you're absolutely right that um they definitely didn't just have two <laughs> at least they had three on target they had a, but you know how that yeah. goes too like there's more to a chance than just yes, a shot course, on target of course, of course. It's the
0: same thing for us of course we had like what 26 goals I, uh, 26 attempts i think 29
1: 29 shots oh. and nine of them on target okay. actually. so we were definitely the more yeah. prolific we were in
0: incredibly uh active and it was nice i think it was I don't know if you would agree with it, but I think it was maybe perhaps our best match of the season. I would... Uh, offensively, at least. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, no, not offensively. I mean, honestly,
1: here's the thing. Here's the thing, actually, that I... In a lot of ways, all of our matches under Sergan have kind of meshed in my, in my memory. Um, because our attacking, at least sort of initiative, has been really consistent almost from the beginning um, and the approach too the sort of short passing yeah. the patient kind of moving the ball around the pitch looking for something it's really great to see it's put uh, the abilities of Nkudu, for example on display a little bit more I, I, I've i been really impressed actually with his uh, ability to cross and in the beginning of the season it wasn't really kind of coming together lately it's
0: you know he's showing sure. to be much more it's and with him you know um, yeah of
1: course and- but you know it, it, but so it just goes to show you he needs a few chances and never so often they'll come off in a john air sense but you know without the lapses defensively because he's not we
0: don't need him as a defender he's a winger um but we are definitely far less reliant on the whole cross and inshallah type of uh, very much yeah well and that's that's what i mean
1: too is because the the crosses he's getting now are more clever because he's getting in a better position because they're moving it around and then you know he'll be actually breaking into the box and you know there's just more initiative and more momentum so like the only the problem and, and this is also consistent is just the lack of a final touch. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's on the pass, yeah. but more often than not, it's in the, on the finish. Yeah. And this has been a Barak problem all season, uh, granted the injuries, the inability to settle. Um, he and, and and Adem Ljajic are almost on like the opposite schedules as far as being in and out yeah. of the lineup. Uh, and re- if, if people will recall, at the end of last season, I mean, for the entire second half of last season, it was the Liyech Burak kind of connection that really sprang sprung the team forward uh, into that uh, you know unlikely title yeah. run. It's just an attempt yeah, for at a run. Burak
0: definitely has had some misses. Not against Trabzon, though. Though I think against Trabzon, the main issue with him was that he was just very ineffective and they kept him out of the match very well. But fortunately for us, we had Boateng, who. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and so, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about what happened in this match. Speaking of their ruthless efficiency, which we already sort of highlighted, it was the fifth minute when Sorloff would strike uh, an assist from Ndaye, but just... Uh, I mean, the kind of touch and finish yeah. from Sorloth, where I know a lot of others have been watching the Super League more, you know, attentively than I have. At the you know, I've, I've really been focused on Patrick Touch this season, uh, for what what for whatever reason. But um, so I, I honestly, I'd I not followed on all season. I'd heard stories, you know, about this Sorloth character, and uh, it, it was one of those things where like you hear stories about someone, and suddenly they're they appear in front of you on TV and do the stuff you've been hearing about and like you didn't really believe it it's kind of it's like with Game of Thrones People are like oh it's this amazing show you've got to watch it. and you're like yeah yeah everyone's saying that like <laughs> you've heard I've heard that before and then you you finally like are you know sit down for an episode or two and it's like damn all right like i guess these guys were right and that that was exactly what happened with Soar left. immediately 5 minutes into the game he strikes just an absolutely ruthless finish um, cutting into the box from the left side, hits the, I mean, almost hits the right post. Uh, just a perfectly placed finish. And, I mean, bam, we're off to the race. What did you
0: think of the build up? Did you fi- find that there was a fall on Atiba in the build up? Should it have been disallowed, or do you feel that was okay? If, if that was a fair duel?
1: It's one of those ones where, like, absolutely, um, you felt. You were getting that foul call. And so you... There's the (laughs) the old cuckoo. Um, You could see the momentum shift defensively because of the assumption we were getting a foul call and the kind of slow reaction defensively. And you felt your heart drop. And it wasn't like, oh, this is unfair. It was more like, damn it, that's terrible. Like, especially seeing the tackle itself. I mean... Yeah. There's a foul, I think, honestly. I think he does do a bit of a shoulder charge, uh, and I think that that puts Atiba off balance, which then makes the tackle, which you'd say, oh, that's a clean tackle. It is, but it's only possible to make that clean tackle because Atiba's been knocked off balance from his shoulder, I think.
0: Yeah, plus you can't see him coming, so. Exactly, uh, exactly.
1: I also. But, but yeah. you know, the, like the, the problem is that you totally see how that could not be called honestly like it's one of those 50-50s uh, it's a foul but like it's also a good tackle so you could see how it would be rewarded kind of you know I,
0: it's one so, of I those things where i think a referee where it's a kind of a judgment call does the defending player go down easily because he's going cuz i hate it when defenders do that and just me too yeah. you remember a couple of years ago Exxon did it Uh, And he he was in total control of the ball and he feels like the slightest bit of touch in his back and instead of just playing the ball back to the goalkeeper, he drops. Like, uh,
1: he, like he, that was like his problem, I feel like. Yeah, that was almost yeah like but, but like he, he, dr- he
0: dropped on purpose, assuming he was going yeah. to get the fall call, and then they score because the ref didn't yeah. blow his whistle, which was exactly. so stupid. And I don't think that this was as blatant as then, but perhaps- no. And you
1: know what? Now that you mentioned that, I feel like that's the sinking in your heart. Like it's from seeing Airson and, and and that sort of scenario play out, you know. You, as soon as he drops and they don't call the the, the foul you feel like oh my god this is uh, no like that's not right but also like ah like here we go again you know plus if, if atibar stayed
0: on his feet there he would have still had the ball i think because there was
1: yeah or at least made him made yeah. the, I, I, it would have made the foul more obvious because yeah. he would have gone through his body if he didn't fall so he
0: did do um, that anyway i mean he did go in between his legs i think to to tap it um yeah. And then the ball stayed on the ground for like what felt like ages, where, where Atiba was like laying there a little bit. Um, yeah, remind me of a video I saw. But anyway.
1: But so the silver lining is that, as has often been the case, Besiktas is a much better side. When they're a goal back <laughs> and we really took command of the match uh 16th minute they got a yellow card Da costa did but uh despite i would say a fairly dominant half and i think there were times when we had like 70 something percent of possession um it, we the game ended nail to one at the half so so, so Trezeguet did keep that lead and it was a little testy i mean i feel like we all felt that the match had certainly not been decided yet um but also, we've shown such profligacy, that was a good one, uh, up front, such an inability to finish that, um, you know, like, it, even though you know you're in the match, you're playing kind of good football, you still have these doubts that you, you're going to really get the goal. At least that's how I felt. I don't know about you, Con.
0: Normally, watching Bishiktas, I would say yes, but this season has been kind of one. Of the, I kind of had that feeling against Barshakir too. Like, you know, it's Bishiktas; it's only one goal. We're pro. It's rare that we don't score, but this season it's less rare than than usual. So, yeah,
1: yeah. it just feels like a wild. You know, it's a crapshoot, especially if you're if you're down a goal. I don't know why. It's like the stress.
0: But it is at home uh in Vodafone Park and especially I think now with with, with Boating we do have someone on the pitch where I've kind of felt like in the first half of the season often that you didn't really know where the goal was going to come from if it wasn't mm-hmm. if Burak wasn't having a good day then it just felt like yeah where's the goal going to come from there's nobody on the pitch that can you, that you can rely on except for maybe Vida on a corner or something but like
1: <laughs> which is actually exactly right.
0: yeah um, but, but now so yeah, one thing I, I do kind of have the feeling that you have a player where you where the goal could come from. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and so let's let's talk about that. So, um, Gaston Campi gets a yellow card. Sturridge, by the way, who started the match for Trabzon, kind of a rarity. Uh, he comes out of the match fairly ineffective. If yeah, we're it was
0: honest. I mean, yeah.
1: I haven't. You know, I guess that's sort of been the, the case all season. If he's not even in the starting lineup, but. Kamil uh, Chodekchi comes in for, for him. Uh, and just two minutes after that, sub actually, is the strike that we're talking about. And Burak and, and Yomaz again, kind of showing more of his wing ability than his striker ability, but he's the one who sets it up. But yeah, Boateng, goal. What did you
0: think of that one kind uh, deserved and uh, very um, I think uh, yeah just kind of g- g- gave it a feeling that we're, we're we're gonna we're back in it we we needed that to take the full momentum of the match which was already kind of in in our hands but uh, no good goal and voting you know with his second goal for the club now in his second home game um, and it's, it's similar, I think, uh, to his yeah, first goal. I mean, where he, not like less pretty, right? Less showy, mm-hmm. kind of. But he pops up in the box in the right yeah. position. And then I kind of feel yeah. like that's something we've been lacking. Like, everyone, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, of Adam Leitch, uh, the type of football that he plays. But there's one thing that he lacks is that ability to pop up in the box. And, and maybe he has one or two goals like that for his last season. But it's something yeah. he doesn't do effectively enough. He's somebody that... Likes to stay around the area, try and look for either a shot or a pass rather than really infiltrate the box. And that's something we really have lacked. Um, ever since uh, we lost uh, Anderson Tadishka is that extra body in the box that could reliably shake their defender, pop up at the first or the f- uh, at the near or the far post and, 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 you know, get in front of the goalkeeper and, and their defender and maybe stick a toe in between there to pop it in at the near post or something, which is I think now twice how we scored. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he knocks himself out on on scoring that goal as well, which unfortunately I think kind of uh, was the reason why he didn't start against Alanya this weekend. Yeah, uh,
1: that was a bummer. Yeah, he, he came up limp- limping on his uh, celebration. But
0: he but th- he already had a couple of moments in the first half where I think he he did really well to test Urjan and Urjan was just having a phenomenal he match. Was,
1: yeah, I, I, I
0: another shout out
1: to something sort of yeah Trabzon. Oh uh, man, like they, they really are a team. And I, again, like I hadn't been watching much of them. And so to see, it's like when you're raising your kid, you don't see them really growing day to day. And so you don't recognize how, but you know, when someone hasn't seen them for a couple months, they're like, oh my God, they're so much bigger.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that,
1: that's how it feels with Trabzon. You know, I, I hadn't seen them in a while. And got, like I've heard stories of their development, obviously, but uh, to see guys like Urjan really become so good it's really a testament to their it's and it's it's across positions now you know they've had multiple guys yeah. All around the pitch we've developed. So They're
0: giving opportunities to their own youth, like uh, Yusuf Yazıcı, of course, Abdul Kadir, uh, Umur, Umur, and, and Parmak. Yeah, Parmak back. is already in his mid 20s, but yeah, Umur returned today. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Urjan has been there for a couple of years already, getting chances. And uh, this season, I mean, a couple of weeks ago against Fenerbahce, he was phenomenal and really was uh, probably man of the match and, and was one of the main reasons why they won that game. Uh, and again, here, I think ultimately it's, it's a reason why they do get something out of this match because of Urjan, because of the amount of really good saves he made.
1: Yeah, well, and so that's like, back to the match. Um, having gotten back into this match, having scored the equalizer here with Boateng, you really get the feeling we're not done. Uh, we've really yeah. could take it, like, we've commandeered the ship here. Uh, I am the captain now. Um, we're, 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 we're moving forward. Diaby comes in for Lance, who's uh, it's a questionable move, actually. I actually felt Lens had, had been having a fairly solid match, honestly. Um, but Yeah, but tired legs, you
0: need to keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. and, and you know.
1: especially because he hasn't been playing much. You know, whatever. I, I'm i not too... It's fine. It's, this is actually a situation where a guy like Diaby is very useful because he's somewhat versatile, and you can bring him off the bench for guys who are tired in various positions. So, uh, anyway, no problem, honestly. Uh, and immediately we were re- re- rewarded. Um Uh, Not necessarily because of Diaby, but yeah, Vida scores. fourth minute and Besiktas has the lead still looks like we're on the charge even I don't even I don't think I don't feel that we're done at this point um whatever happens regardless but uh yeah what'd you think about that goal con kind of a another sort of not the most aesthetically not the pleasing prettiest, finish.
0: Uh, yeah. I think uh Ujian made a bit of a mistake on that one um, but, you know, he's forgiven, given the fact how good he was throughout the game for a drop zone, yeah. so. uh, and, and, you know, nice of him to at least uh, give us an opportunity there. Uh, yeah, you know, clutch goal, but uh, that's the type of goals you need sometimes. Unfortunately, uh, it wasn't enough, ultimately, but... Um, I think the, the more important sub that we're gonna get is Tyler Boyd, who came on for Boateng. And for the first time, I really saw him in that central role. Yeah, and he was very versatile. Weekend.
1: And he would have to move out of that role. Um, In the 87th minute, unfortunately, because they they took out Nkudu, brought in Nejib.
0: Yeah. Which uh, Which was the reason for our downfall.
1: Uh, Which it always is. Uh, Another thing, and actually right before, not right before. In the 66th minute, right after our goal, they brought in Ekuban for Erdogan. uh, And and that would be an effective substitution on their part. Ekuban is really... uh,
0: Po- far more capable offensively, obviously, than Doan. Uh, yeah,
1: and he's more of a defensive midfielder. Yeah, he I mean, is. they're going attacking at this point. Uh, but yeah, then Tyler Boyd would come on the seventy-eighth minute, and then he was a yellow card in the eightieth. Um, they would take out Guillerme in the eighty-seventh minute, and I gotta say, I watched Guillerme fairly attentively in this match because of you know what could have been, and and uh, I don't feel that we missed out on too much. Good I mean, footballer,
0: but I think we got the better deal with uh, Boateng short term at least. Yeah, and, and well, and there under. are
1: rumors, I, I think they're garbage rumors, but of, of us already looking to extend it for two years. Um, I, I'm all for it honestly. If, if we could, if it's not too expensive, I don't see why not. He's a
0: the option is showing here year for 1.7 million, so you know, it's probably gonna happen. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. It's a big contract, so
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, but so, yeah, Nedjip uh, came on in the 87th minute, got yellow carded in the 90th minute, and we uh, gave them the equalizer in the 91st minute. So... Yeah,
0: 92nd, think. No, it was the first
1: minute of extra time, officially <laughs> at least. I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah, I'm not... And there would only be five minutes of extra time. So, Sorloth once yeah. again strikes Ekuban this time. And really, Ekuban made this call. Fantastic cross... Given too much time on the on the wing, yeah, as yeah. has been the case, there's the John error, air, era, I think?
0: Yeah, and uh, just. It's the 92nd minute. There was a very nice image um, of uh, yesterday in, in the Magic Castalania where John was pulling a sprint in the 90th minute or something where he just. You see, it, like, the amazing. Uh, close up on his face just you see him dying a little bit when he's <laughs> running and I think you know if you ever in school of course we all had to run and uh, you know like uh, I don't know if you have something like the beep test in uh, in, in America where you have to uh, run from one side uh, to the other in, like in, in beeping intervals we're like beep and then run and beep okay yeah I think, yeah, people, I think I, yeah.
1: those are what do you call those the uh... They're like death sprints or something. I forget the actual name. But yeah, yeah. Anyway,
0: I think people can relate if you've ever done that in your life uh, to how Johnner must have felt there. So, I, it's easy to shift blame on him alone, and obviously, uh, yeah, it's again over his side. You know, um, there's a lot that goes wrong there. I think, uh, I think, who is it? Is it Vida or? Not Gokhan, cause yeah, maybe Gokhan. I don't know. Somebody, anyway, somebody is losing Serlott in the box. That's one issue. Uh, amazing run from Serlott as well.
1: Gokhan and Vida have struggled actually in the air, uh, and we'll obviously have to talk about this again. I mean, yeah. In fact, let's let's move on because um, I mean, let's let's wrap up talk of this match. And a I'll very sour so.
0: goal to, to get in, I think, uh, for us because we really deserve to win and, uh, yeah. you know, on Football al my one of our, our co-hosts, uh, the Trabzonspor guy, Jakub, Jakub. He, he really felt like, look, Beşiktaş deserved to win, but that's kind of, and I, I said, this is the was, luck of the would-be champion, you exactly, know? Exactly,
1: yeah, that's exactly where, the kind of draw, where if you're on a title run, it's like, damn, we... We needed that. We didn't deserve it, but we we. Yeah, needed sometimes
0: it. a draw is, is is like a victory, and I think in this case for Trobzon Sport, that draw, that point, is is like a win for them 100%. and for us. For us, I think you know, yes, it's disappointing to lose those two points, but I think it also showed us, and and gave the team confidence, uh, despite losing those two points. I think it really did show them. Look. We probably played against what is right now the best team in the league. We totally outclassed them for ninety minutes. So it shows that we can take on and beat anyone in the league on a day. And I think that's that's a confidence boost. And especially I think Sergen deserves credit for that tactically the plan was just perfect, and unfortunately individual mistakes, individual errors lead to us dropping two points, but the important thing is that tactically we're going forward, we're moving forward, and we've spoken about this plenty scene, and that we, under actually we just didn't see that. We didn't see light at the end of the tunnel because we didn't see the fundamental improvements for better football. We had that six-match winning streak, yes, but the football wasn't great.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think this was absolutely. We talked about these three matches as being the big kind of testing, the 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 testing grounds for Sergei Yeltsin, because these are this is really good competition. All three sides have been solid all season and have been really playing good team football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tribe Zone again I, for me was the biggest challenge, and so. Results aside, what you want most to come out of this with is confidence in the sense that you're actually sort of building towards something. And, and I think you definitely come away from this match feeling like, as you say, we're, we can pretty much compete with anyone in this league. Um, I, Tribe Zone for me is the most, probably the most competitive side in the league. Um, so I, you know, I was proud of this, I mean, not necessarily the result, obviously, right? You're never proud of a draw. But I was proud very, of the
0: performance. Yeah.
1: And proud of the performance and proud of the kind of foundation that's being laid, I yeah. think, via that kind of a performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, yeah, I think. Uh, let me, I guess, quickly I'll go over the stats and then we can move into Alanya. Um, to sort of sum up the, domi- the domination, I think, we felt that we saw. Uh, we had 64% of the ball for the 36. We completed only 488 passes, but at an 80% accuracy rate. And against, again, a very solid Trabzon where that wasn't easy. Uh, and, and I think we were not doing that well in that regard r- earlier on, despite, again, I think we, we looked the better side. But we really started coming to our own in this match in the second half. Um, Trabzon only competed, completed 303 passes at a 70% rate. So, um, you know, they, they were made to look kind of middling, honestly. Um, a lot like, like just about anyone would come up against, honestly. Um, 17 fouls they committed. So they were the ones who had to break up play uh, and slow the game down. Which, yeah. you know, again, marks yeah. our they, dominance. They
0: really missed uh, both uh, Mikel in midfield and uh, Nwakaeme on the left. You could really yeah. notice those for two sure. absences were big for them.
1: Yeah. Um, we can hit 12, too, but uh, still, we, we, we each got two cards, two yellow cards, thanks to Nedjip. Um, we were offside twice, each, each side, actually, So, uh, but we had 14 corners to their five. So, again, I think if we saw a heat map, it's probably mostly on their end of the pitch, which I, I, it's becoming this again thing, you know, us possessing the ball in the opponent's side,
0: um, yeah, but we did that under Afchi too, but the thing is that now we are actually creating goal scoring opportunities. I would where... actually
1: bet that the heat map under Afchi was a lot more towards the middle of the pit than in the opposition side. Than it is now, like relatively. Yeah,
0: maybe. 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 I would,
1: You know, because I feel like we were more... Getting lost in the center of the midfield and like launching balls. Uh, we were
0: aimlessly passing the ball around a lot more, and like you said, we were dropping the ball into the box, but again, very aimlessly, very cross uh, and inshallah, just hoping for that ball to fall exactly. in the right place without yeah. really a plan and uh,
1: channel tactics.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the the regress the regressive phase under Chenol where. Uh, that was the only plan basically with Quaresma but I think we also should keep in mind that we also did play very good football in the first two years on this channel as well so you no know.
1: yeah yeah I mean, whatever we don't need to rehash that whole discussion we had a good chat actually in the uh, international group chat recently uh, but anyway So anyway, I think that's a good sort of launchpad for us to then discuss Alanya. Uh, So we were on the road for this one. And again, Alanya Sport is a side that's become competitive uh, and not just temporally. Right. They've really built something. I think Um, they've developed players fairly solidly uh, that have then been sold to various teams around the league. And, um, you know, they've done a good job of building something there. And they've again been solid all season. Uh, they were ahead I feel of like us. They are
0: a by buyer, buyer club though. I mean, I mean, I don't think they're really developing their own talents Like even Emma Akbaba came from the Antalya uh, and, Well, actually he came from France. I think but
1: yeah, I mean as far as like yeah, Alanya was nah, yeah, uh, yeah, where we, he got his Where he goes break for sure, jump start yeah.
0: And they, um, they, they, they play good football for the last two years. Last year under Serge, and they played really well. Uh, now, under Erol Bulut, they're playing well. Uh, they have lots of quality players like Papi Sisse, Junior Fernandez, Jama Campos. Yeah, uh, they, have an, yeah they, they have an eye
1: for finding talent around Europe like uh, these strikers, these African strikers, they always seem to in
0: and, Sa- and Sakala, a great uh, example too. They have, oh and, and Cocker, Stephen Cocker is a very good defender and uh, Marafona is an excellent goalkeeper from the Portuguese league. Uh, they have a very solid team like if you look at, at their their, 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 their squad sheet, they have a pretty amazing team that's like it's like a bra guy in Portugal. Almost. No, I mean,
1: for me, they are, for all the, the, the sort of negative folks out there who, who are looking at Turkish football through the lens of these big three clubs that are all on the brink of financial collapse, um, for are a great example for me of the actual progress that Turkish football has made in the big picture that clubs like this can develop, that they can find talent and even keep talent in some cases and develop it like Alanya Spor is, is a is a nice story all in all and and it goes with it should be noted that coming into this match they were two places ahead of us in the table up in fifth i think so um you know this was not going to be easy but we were coming For in sure. I mean, I think, on the road especially yeah being on the road you know in anatolia is never easy but they um, had
0: just held Fenerbahce to a 2 2 drawing Kadiko. Yeah, and they've, na- they've been bringing good lost. results
1: all year against bigger opposition. Yeah.
0: Supposedly. Last week narrowly lost through a penalty against uh, Siva Sport, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Penalty. Uh, but so, yeah, I mean,
1: again, the, for us, though, we, we were coming in this with momentum, ha- feeling good about how we played against Trabzon, if not uh, how the, the game shook out. But so, yeah, uh, lineups. There were some exciting changes here. Jermaine uh, Lenz has solidified his place as the starting right winger, it would appear. Um, and Tyler Boyd entered here as the starting sort of central forward slash attacking midfielder, you know, behind the striker. Uh, but besides that, there were no other changes. Uh, Nkudu, uh, Burak Yilmaz, Atiba and Nani sort of remain as the uh, the two midfielders in the center of the pitch uh and yeah the defense stayed the same carriers etc so yeah i guess let's talk about this match Khan. you know what what were you going into this match worried about regarding alanya sports
0: what I was worried about, uh, well, just <coughs> I, I, if I'm honest, I expected a lot more from Alanya Sport than what they showed over the 90 minutes. And even Errol Bullard after the match said, uh, the coach of Alanya Sport said, uh deserve to win and we deserve to lose. And I, I 100% agree with that. I think Alanya Sport did not. I, I don't know whether it was due to us being good or they were just had an off day. But that's kind of what I was w- wondering last week too against Travel Sports. So maybe it is us. But... I think
1: it's us. I think it's, I think we really play at such a frenetic pace. Uh, even yeah, and, and the... it, you know a, a, a string throughout these matches is again. So in this match, it, we were really playing fairly well, honestly. But in the thirty seventh minute, Alanya Sport scored. They took they, yeah. they took the lead, and so against us going down play. a goal seemed to really uh give us something <laughs> uh you know well, but i we, mean this we time we were already well,
0: score before that and we, we had yeah. a good opportunity with burak we had a couple of other uh, opportunities within the first 30 minutes uh where we really should have probably taken at least at least scored one goal and um it was just one of those things again where you know, remember like Four or five months ago we were talking about Murphy's Law. Everything that can go wrong does go wrong. Yeah, And I still there. kind of feel like in at the back yeah, I mean Karius
1: Oh, this goal, yeah. I mean, so this
0: is a funny goal. It's, um, it's, it's it's you can't I'm not gonna point, like put that goal on him like 100% or anything or even maybe 50% but the, the fact of the matter is that He's just not making big saves. Uh, he, no, I would disagree because he, does, he but, makes
1: big saves. Uh, like in the second half, he uh, made a couple. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but he those has weren't these big lapses. saves.
0: Those were saves he has to make. He doesn't sure. do anything. I mean, I think you could argue he has to make this save too. I mean, so I mean, this
1: is, this is my problem, I guess, though. Um, there's no doubt he reacts slowly here. I don't know what's going on in his head on the reaction. Uh, but it's here's my problem with focusing so much on his role in the allowing of that goal. First of all, there's a, a cross allowed um, from Bulut. Was it Umer Bulut? I don't know his first name. But onur. Onur Bulut. Uh, Um He, a great cross, no doubt. But like from the moment he's charging in, I'm already sweating because he's been giving way Was too it? much space. Um, yeah secondly uh junior Fernandez the scorer of the goal mm-hmm. gets like somehow where there are two defenders in front of him he ends up being one on one with carriers to put with with the ball put on his head perfectly um and so it's already because defenders
0: got, are only watching the ball and yeah and
1: Gokan gunul not good in the air that's that's his that's his weakness. That's his kryptonite. I think
0: he's decent in the air, actually, for for his height, especially and maybe hey, relative uh, to he's... that.
1: But I, you know, again, two weeks in a row, though, that that, that he and Vida have had some miscommunic- miscommunication, some problem there uh, with the aerial defending, and Junior. So there, right, you have two huge defending errors before Kairos is even called into question. You don't want to mm. put any keeper in a situation where there where there's a Striker, a yard out, one on one with the keeper. In this case, Junior Fernandez kind of you know, doesn't do enough with it. It should be saved probably despite all of that.
0: So yeah, it's very near to Caris's body there.
1: Yeah, no, he should save it. I, his reaction is—I uh, don't want to be too insulting, but yeah, it's just it's slow. It's very slow. Uh, it shouldn't like whatever. It, it's not a good save. It's a, it, or rather, it's a—it's a terrible miss save. But. Again, I don't really feel that the focus on him is entirely warranted insofar far, He had
0: a couple of matches in the first half of the season where he did play uh, a big part in us not not losing or, or getting points. But in, in general, if you compare that to uh, Altai, Urjan, Wuzlera, those guys are making one or two key saves romantic. every match. And that's just not what... I mean, I don't know. Conor's I still... I, he he makes saves. He's made... Yeah, at he's, least a save. saves, he's made a couple yeah, big saves, though. Yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying key saves. is a difference where... But, I mean, you, know, you
1: can't up. define... A good save is a good save. And it's key insofar as, like, you never know. Like, in a, a, a key moment... The ball is, is shot
0: straight at you. It's not very No, impressive. of course. But he's
1: made diving stuff. saves. Even in the last match yesterday, remember he made that one-on-one save where he dove at the guy's feet, saved it once, and then the second time, like um, he does these things, obviously. But at the same time, we're we're seeing yeah these he does that usually after, well.
0: after he already conceded exactly a little bit yeah before. well that's
1: what I'm saying exactly he'll make those kind of quote-unquote key saves or whatever you need it to do be. it at
0: nil-nil and you need to do yeah. it at one-nil and you need to exactly I mean
1: they're not at moments that are like emotionally like oh my god thank you so much. And those are the ones he's he had, had those been moments, doing, but yeah. they're
0: rare and far between. Yeah,
1: and much more than they had been previously. I mean, his conference is shot. And to be fair, he's had attacks in the media. He's had attacks from former coaches. The fans have been on his page. Does, he, for does he speak
0: Turkish, though? He doesn't, so I don't know how much that should be impacting him. I mean, him. but
1: you hear you hear when you're getting yeah. booed the moment you come on the pitch or whenever you touch the yeah, ball. Yeah, that's
0: that for sure. I think fans booing him is, is absolutely ridiculous. Um, uh, especially fans- given
1: that we knew coming in, the one thing he needed was like emotional support that he was a little bit, you know, what do you call it, fragile, I guess. But one thing I have to say, and I, and I really feel that these are the steps that need to be taken in these situations that have not been taken. And I don't know this for a fact because I don't speak Turkish, but supposedly Sergen Yalcin came in post match. And we'll talk about the rest of the match and how it shakes out. Um, but he kind of came in with glowing, I, I don't want to say glowing praise for, for carriers, but at least a strong defense, supposedly. And I, again, I didn't hear it. That, that's from the group chat. But so. That's really like from the outset what a guy like this needed and he never got from Chanel Gunet. Uh, I don't know about Abdul Abdi. like supposedly he met him early on and, and Karius was impressed with that. But we don't know how that shook out towards the end of the, you know, whatever short period that Abdul Avci was there. But you know, so credit to Sergei Nyalchin for recognizing at least that um, whether we like Karius and think he's like suited for the job long term or not. The very least, he's here now, and we don't want to lose. So you gotta like try to resuscitate the man's
0: or, or EQ. Some people are saying like, why why aren't they playing with Exim or something, or why aren't they playing with these youth players? But I think what people also need to realize is that it's still in 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 the team's best interest to play the best team. How do you tell a guy uh, like
1: Boateng, um, you know, like like all the professionals on the team that want to play to win? That they're going to be competitive when you have a 19 year old keeper who's never played before like it's a it's a disservice to the whole
0: kind of state the notion that you're building something you do that look, look let's say we were out of the race for europe then you do that. absolutely then, yeah. then you have to do it, that it, no, long... it, once you,
1: when you're in that position you can do that because you're almost in a sense punishing those guys who have failed to that extent but if you're still in a position where like we need you to compete we're trying to win and then you're doing that right you're sending mixed messages so yeah i mean
0: Qualifying for Europe is the absolute most important thing we have to do right now. Uh, our, our our project budget for next season is only 35 million euros. If we qualify for Europe, there will be an additional three million, so that's 38. So that three million euros is going to be important. Yeah. We have a lot of. Things to do this summer. We have a lot of players to replace. We have some uh, expiring contracts, we have loans ending. Uh, there's going to have to be some activity on the market. We're probably going to have to go after a lot of free agents or loans again. Yeah. Uh, but still, you know, budget-wise in terms of uh, in terms of, of wages and stuff like that, we need as much as we can have. So an additional three million is very important. No, yeah, we we're
1: we're penny pinching yeah. right now. Anything we yeah, can do. Yeah, we get, definitely are. So beggars are not choosers. But anyway, so here we are, we're in this match, we're now down a goal, you know, whoever we're putting this on, Um, Junior Fernandez, 37th minute, Uh, and so yeah, again, we're nervous, although I I feel like we're not, you know, I I still, like, we've dominated this match, this game in particular feels, it's hard to imagine us not scoring at all. Um, I, you know, I, I envision trouble because we've struggled this whole match, kind of in the final end. But um, you really—it's hard to imagine us not scoring. Um, Forty-second minute, Cope gets himself a yellow card. But with, anyway, we go into the half still down a goal. But I think also not feeling too dire. How do you, how do you feel about that Khan? That assessment?
0: It was just one nil, so you know you can uh, you can come back. We saw that the week before, but it's a nasty habit we're developing. Yeah, <laughs> we need to not go down a goal. We need to just yeah, sure. score sure. and uh, take the match by uh, by the throat and uh, just uh, win. Yeah. simply and not always have to struggle like this against Trabzon Sports. One thing against Alanya Sports. Another thing of course. These are top sides in the league right now. But we are uh, with this match behind us. We have played now six out of the top ten. Uh, including ourselves, that's so six out of a nine potential opponents. Um, so we only have uh, Galsrai, Fenerbahce and Gasterberli left. Fenerbahce will be towards the end of the season uh, at home at Vodafone Park. We still have to go to Galtrai in a couple of weeks, um, but apart from those... <coughs> yeah now we we fixtures, have the weakest we are playing, strength of schedule yeah we are, we are no uh we're kind of we all kind of have the same schedule because Fenerbahce uh Sivasspor Trabzonspor and uh, Alanyaspor all kind of had that same uh fixture where they have like Galatasaray uh, has it every, really tough only Galatasaray have they have had the the right column of the of the table pretty much uh, so far, and they have only had budget from the top seven. Uh, so they're going to go into a theoretically tougher schedule now. Uh, our schedule on paper is going to be easier. We're going to face teams that are in the relegation zone. Of course, in theory, that's easier, but in practice, you know... Yeah, well, those guys have more to for fight for survival. too, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's, in terms mentality, of quality, they should, have, they should have less quality on paper. So we should really be trying to take those teams by storm. In practice, of course, that's probably not going, not going to be, be how it is.
1: Well, and so speaking yeah. of habits, though, so uh, 60 second minutes still, we've made it this far without a goal scored on our end. Uh, but Boateng comes in, and the habit being that Boateng, you know, no Boateng, no party, uh, but with Boateng, Plenty of parties. That <laughs> um, had a bit of a Yoda voice to it. Uh, Jehun Gulsalem comes out for Sally Uchan. So that's a fun little yeah, Alanya sub of two, uh, two familiar faces for, for fans of the Super League. Um,
0: mm-hmm. But yeah, it wouldn't take long. Seventieth minute. Maybe that cost him though, because he's important in their defensive organization, and he had picked up an injury. So yeah, I mean, it maybe that played like more
1: part. of an a, attacking sub, which is weird, but.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, they were kind of forced.
1: Seventieth minute, Burak scores, uh, and it's almost like those those goals that we've been t- like, like again, ugly, kind of rammed it through. Like, just someone had to be on the other end and just like touch it mm, in any this, way.
0: This wasn't an ugly goal. I think it was a really well organized. Well, no, no, or... I mean,
1: I mean the the end product, right? It <laughs> wasn't like a beautiful strike from distance. You know, it was it was just like a, he nubbed it in, but. It's an important one, uh, and, and yeah. But the beauty that you're talking about is absolutely in the buildup, uh, and yeah. that's where I meant it. It made the goal inevitable. Right? It was such, it was so well built up, and a pass from like behind the back line in, you know, um, just a great very setup, nice by
0: true ball by work. Tyler Boyd yes. to set up Nené in the box with yeah. the layback and the header on. Uh, yeah, very very low height from. From poor, I very uh, interesting. Uh, interesting way to decision, score. yeah.
1: But um, no, I mean the the setup was phenomenal, and Tyler Boyd had been ha- he'd been having a great game, um, and it was I think shadowed by how poorly. I mean, not how poorly we were uh, in general; we were good all around, but just how poor we looked at the with the end product. I, I don't think that was on Tyler Boyd, and so it was nice that he played a very uh, influential role in this goal. And yeah, uh, nice again, El Neni Looking, looking good. Uh, he's really settled after that rough stretch towards the end of the Avchi reign. Um, Seventy-six minutes, six minutes after that goal. This sub made me nervous. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Pektimek came into the match for Junior Fernandez. I was glad to see Fernandez leave because he'd actually been somewhat effective in this match, but. Hectomek, uh, yeah, he had
0: already scored once against us this season for custom
1: It's in the cards, man. It's like you, know, like, you know, it just feels like he wants to score. And he came out with so much vigor, uh, more than I'd seen for us in some time. I mean...
0: Not he, always really had he always had to figure.
1: No, he, he really looked uh, like I was I was scared, honestly. Like he, he, Maybe
0: he. we still uh, owe him a couple of million from that six or seven million he's earned yeah, yeah. over the last five years. Yeah,
1: come on, he, for <laughs> sitting around. Um, but injured. so, yeah, two minutes later, Diaby would come into the game for Boyd. I was disappointed, but not surprised. You know, Boyd had played a long... Active game, so
0: yeah. Stagans said that as well after the match. You know, Boyd is a player that works hard, and he's the, still so.
1: getting used to playing full matches. Right? This is a, a nice change of pace. It's
0: his first start, I think, in the league since sport in the first half of the season. Maybe I don't know.
1: Yeah, um, well. and just this was the kind of performance I think many of us had hoped for from the outset. Honestly.
0: He, he had already shown good things last week, and it's nice to see Sergen not just going. I think in the first yeah, opening words, couple of right? weeks, it's. I think in the opening weeks, it's normal that a coach is going to go largely with the, the on paper strongest eleven, or at least the players that you know started a lot in the, under the previous yeah, coach.
1: Yeah, just safer but, bets.
0: Yeah, and once he w- works a little bit with the group and starts giving... Because he does give opportunities, which I like, and he's given those opportunities to Boyd, and Boyd is, has taken those opportunities. Maybe not necessarily in terms of uh, direct contribution to the score sheet, but he has put in his shifts, and he got rewarded for a good uh, performance as a sub last week against travel on I, I really hope that he's going to continue to reward Boyd now uh, with a start uh, against... Uh, Angrejgudu, I guess we play next. So uh, yeah, Angrejgudu. So yeah. hopefully he starts against this former club, but it's gonna be interesting to see where he's gonna start. Boytang's probably gonna be back. Uh, I didn't really particularly, well, I wasn't particularly impressed with Lens's performance today uh, against Alanya Sport. So maybe Boyd on the right. Yeah,
1: I, I would hope so, honestly. Uh, and we'll see. Uh, but so that leads to, I think, probably the main talking point for this match, which is that we would strike. Uh and but in, in it's too weird maybe slightly problematic terms, uh, we would get a penalty. Well, we
0: had scored already from open play, but it got disallowed a couple of minutes before. Then there was another penalty shout where uh, Burak uh, controlled the ball a little far from the foot, I felt like, and then collided with the goalkeeper, Marafona. Yeah. Uh, No penalty there. It was actually,
1: like, more questionable than... But fair game. I don't think it was a penalty at all. But anyway, so 87th minute. Um, We really look, I mean, we've got like six guys in the box. We're sort of juggling it around. It seems like somehow this has to be a goal, but we muff it. But there's contact somehow. There's a a handball, supposedly. And so we see the replays. There's no doubt. There's absolutely a handball. But, and now Khan, I'm going to have to hand this to you because you... You're the one who knows this
0: rule to, to detail. Yeah, I mean, at first glance, I thought that uh, Bruck Nkudu did well in the box, I think it was Nkudu, and got the ball to Bruck somehow, who then fired a shot at goal. Uh, and the ball got blocked by Stephen Cocker. At first glance, I thought that he blocked it with his arm directly from the shot. So I thought, okay, clear penalty. Uh, should be a yellow card too um but then uh after the match actually because i hadn't even noticed it on the replay uh, somebody pointed out to me on twitter that look hey doesn't this rule apply here uh this new rule where um well part of the rule is uh if the ball comes off of the player's own body feet head uh, any basically any body part where you can play the ball with except for the arms if it comes off of that body part and hits his own arm afterwards, there will usually not be a penalty. Um, so, under that rule, it is a very harsh decision towards Calker. Um, at first, like I said, I, I really thought it was a Stonewall penalty, but then looking back at it, I think we kind of got lucky there. Um, and, and yeah, probably not a penalty to be fair, uh, according to the rule book. Um, but obviously, I'm biased and you know think it's i don't think it's a travesty of a penalty and obviously like i said obviously i am biased but yeah no i think for alanya sport who've now lost two games in a row due to a penalty that could be a last- travesty
1: isn't
0: it? yeah they they definitely said like cocker Stephen cocker even after the match seem to be in in a in the position right now where every 50 50 call is going against us uh, and yeah, I can, I can understand that. I don't re- remember exactly the penalty Sivaspor got last week against them. But no, I can understand the sentiment a little bit. But on the other end of the spectrum, I also do think that we were pushing really hard, even in those last couple of minutes. Like I said, we had that opportunity with, with Burak, the goal that got disallowed, edu- uh, that was disallowed for offside. Then, you know, there was a couple of more minutes in that match, maybe we would have still found the goal, maybe not, so you'll never know. Um, Schrodinger's goal. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at the 90 minutes and you look at the two teams, we definitely 100% deserve to win. Uh, it's like I said, Errol Bullet said the same thing after the match. Bishik Tash have, uh, you deserve to win, we deserve to lose. And I think that's 100% true. Yeah. However, you know, that that's not enough. You have to score uh, goals on, on merit. And this penalty was definitely. Uh, yeah, was a favorable call. Here's to say my the take. Least.
1: Here's my take. And Even so,
0: though the, the the handball connection is undeniable,
1: I have softened my stance. Um, I initially was like, no, you're wrong, Khan, and this is why. And so now, my take is nuanced insofar as a, uh, and you've already kind of alluded to it. I really feel like penalty or no, we we would have probably scored a goal if that penalty was not awarded.
0: Yeah, and, and I have forwarded the, the, the video footage to a referee, by the way, because I really want to get a professional take on the position because I've, I'm not sure if it plays a part, but the ball is still moving towards goal. Yes. When he blocks. And so this is what I'm going to
1: say. So the ball definitely does hit his foot. It definitely does. Although it's not like he's controlling in any way or it's under any sort of control. And it's a block. It's a block. But it is still kind of careening towards the goal a little bit. And so when he makes contact with it, ball. Yeah. the contact itself is incidental. Um, but the reaction to the contact, it's almost like, you know, when a bug touches you and you flinch, I feel like he flinches in a way that he changes the trajectory of the ball enough that it puts into question, like, A, obviously he's kind of impacting play with it with the hand and like maybe enough that you kind of can't not call it. And B, there's even a question of intent. And I think obviously the player is like, there's no intent. I would never, I didn't do that. But it raises the question where you have to, you can kind of, you can put his intent into question because of the extent to which the trajectory moves, the uh, changes by the, the reaction of him and the flinch and the kind of, it's almost like he punches it down into the ground. Uh, and makes it kind of impossible to play. Um, so, that's my feeling, you know, like, I don't feel too bad about this, is what, I'm, is, is what I mean to say. Um, although, again, I think if I was a fan of Alanya, or if this were to happen against us, um, I would probably... Well, honestly, no, I, I would... Because I didn't know this rule, I would have assumed it was a clean handball and, and gone with it. And then after having learned the rule, I probably would have cried foul and, <laughs> and been upset. So, that's my take. Um, Khan, you you got any follow-up there?
0: Well, I think that looking back at it, I don't think he can do anything about it. There's no chance for him to move his arm away. Uh, I don't think his arm is in an unnatural position. I think given the movement of his body, his arm is... Is not in in an unnatural position. No, that's right. No, no, the initial
1: contact is is fully incidental. I think absolutely. But I just think the way his hand comes down on the ball, and again, whether it's Mm. intentional or not, it it really like it 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 ends up like coming out like a punch. You know.
0: On a shot towards goal, intent is no longer important. Uh, before, intent was always taken into account, but on a shot toward goal. Intent or no intent is if your arm is not next to your body, if your arm is making your body unnaturally bigger, uh, which is also open to interpretation because, like I said, it all depends a little bit on is it a natural movement or not for, for the referees. Uh, but their uh, intent goes out of the window. But, like I said, this is not a shot that is going towards goal and getting blocked by his arm directly there is the block with his feet beforehand so um, yeah Yeah. maybe we got lucky it's okay if you have to if you have to call it down the middle you have to say how it is and I I think we got lucky like I
1: said I think we probably did get lucky but my defense is actually more for the referee I get it. I get it. I fully get it. I fully get why one would think it's a, car, uh, uh, a handball, and then even why the VAR booth would, because it, it it's a new rule. A and B. There's just question marks. It's just quite. It's it, there's it's just too much movement. Uh, too much stuff happening there. Yeah,
0: and it's it's not always clear because referees. Yes, there's the rule book, but then there's also guidelines that referees get. Uh, from EFAP uh, at the start of the season or from the Federation from the start of the season, how to deal with certain situations. See, and now
1: I feel like I'm being a hypocrite because we're, we're spending this much time like defending referees, which,
0: which like, I never do that. No, no, but the point now is the reason why I, I, I forwarded the, the footage to a ref is yeah, because yeah, I want to get call. their take on it. And I want to get his interpretation of the position. Um, just because I want to, you know, because I. We know only the rules. We don't get these guidelines that referees get. Exactly, Those aren't yeah. made and public. So some, which I think is a bit to the eye. annoying. Yeah.
1: No. I mean, whatever. Hopefully, we'll get some
0: feedback on that. Maybe we can, you know, revisit it. We've had plenty of uh, penalties. Yeah, I think yeah. this season where uh, penalty positions that where we didn't get one. Uh, for example, also in this match, I think there was a penalty position on gokan Yeah. Which exactly. I thought was a penalty. Some people uh, say he
1: went down too easy or something but i don't think...
0: contact is good. if it's a fall outside the box it's a fall inside the box well anyway let's close this thing out
1: so that, that was it for goals uh bamo would come in for bakasetas in the 88th minute guven Yalchin for Inkuju in the 89th minute um sort of ineffective but anyway seven minutes of extra time in the 97th minute the whistle was blown Feshiktash. victor's two to, to one, or the one to two since we were on the road. Burak scoring twice, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, there it is. We we win. And so, I mean, I this... We went from being in a sort of darker place, you know, having lost to Ashakshi here with the, the first of these big three matches, to really turning this into a positive, I think. Um, not getting to three points against Trabzon, which is a shame, but really setting the standard, I think, for our play there. And then kind of securing the, the win against Alanya. And this is, again, you know, if, if Trabzon's point against us was the point that you need to sort of be on that title run, this is that, you know, this kind of goal that we maybe didn't quite deserve is also a kind of, you're getting us the extra two points. We need to hopefully stay competitive, maybe build some momentum. And, you know, this could uh, snowball into something. And it's I don't a key want to get win
0: against so. a direct opponent for exactly. European so tickets right now.
1: Let's talk. So we've sort of done stats with the Tribes on match. I don't think we need to go too far into this one. Let's. I'll, I'll just sort of briefly say we had 59% possession, 84% uh, pass accuracy. Um, but I don't want to go too far into it. Basically, we had a lot more shots than them, though not many shots on target because we were uh, wasteful. But yeah, mm-hmm. five on target to 18 shots in total. They had two on target to their eight. Um, but whatever, let's not focus on this match too much. because I think what's more interesting is to talk about what this does for us in the table, because it moves us up into fifth place, above Alanyaspor, who then moved down into sixth. Trabzon, or, sorry, Trabzon Fenner, Uh, Drew today And so they don't move ahead of us they're staying down in seventh place. So for all people who think times are rough for us and things are grim and all that, imagine being fan and having invested as much as they did preseason and being even worse off than we
0: are. Yeah, and also just going just two, three weeks back where they were in a favorite position for the title.
1: Yeah. What, and what, what now they that?
0: are completely out of that picture for the moment, for the time being at least. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, we we are having a, a weird season to say the least. It's the- the so only weird. issue is that to guarantee European football next year, we need to end in fourth position, and we are five points out from that. So that is a little bit of a bummer.
1: And uh, uh, the, the other opponents. So let's talk about this table here because this is so ahead of us, uh, one through four. We have Trabzon, Başakşehir, today and Sivas, and they're all they're all playing with a game in hand at twenty-three matches to our twenty-four. Behind us, everyone's played twenty-four matches. Uh, I mean, technically, I think Guztepe could could catch us, but they'd have to win both of the games they have in hand, and then they'd still be equal on points with us. And so I don't think that's not a real threat. So basically, we're, we're fairly locked into fifth, but with games in hand ahead of us, like, SIVAS could theoretically be uh, at eight points ahead of us, depending on the result. Mm. Um, they're playing Ankara Guju, Galapstad is playing Genshle. Uh, Ashakshiri well, here is playing Gaziantep. So none of them are playing each other, which is um, unfortunate, I guess.
0: Yeah, like I said, the same goes for as go as goes for us. Uh, the same goes for SIVA Sport. They've had pretty much all of their difficult opponents. I think they only have uh, I want to say Galatasaray left from the top seven. Uh, I think they played pretty much. Oh, maybe no, they just played Trabzonspor. So yeah, I think they only have Galatasaray left from the top seven. So. It's gonna be difficult. Well, they to have Fen- their too, but we we have to support. We have to basically cheer for um, Trabzonspor to win the cup. Uh, if Trabzonspor win the cup and they end in, the, they will almost certainly end in the top four. Then number five will go to Europe. Yeah, and I think right now that's that's the ch- that's that's our chance man that's because the, best chance we have the semifinals we could in... again we
1: could be eight points behind cbus the and semi
0: finals in the turkish cup right now or Fenerbahce trabzonspor and Alanyaspor Sport Antalya sport Fenerbahce and alanya are both below us so we really need trabzonspor to win the cup
1: but but big but and i cannot lie yeah god i gotta start doing that it's such a dad joke um uh there are still 10 matches to go after this match day, so yep. even if we're eight points back, uh, you, you know, Sivas actually has Gotsare and Fenerbahce, so they, um, you know, they're 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 not out of reach by any stretch. Um, we're you know we're coming into this last ten games in the best form we've been in all season. I think we can say at least we're playing the most entertaining football, and uh, we look. You know, the most sort of ready to, to at least see what you know, make something of these final 10 games. So, cross your fingers.
0: <laughs> there's some, there's definitely hope at the end or light at the end of the tunnel, but we have to improve, uh, on, on, on especially defending on chance conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, we need we need a Burak Yilmaz to s- stop being well, he scored twice, but he was really, I think, he didn't put in a good performance. We need to, him for to pick up form. Uh, we need guys to stay healthy, and we need to stop conceding on the first opportunity for the opponent all the time. Yeah. Like this, twice in a row now, where Carious. basically the first focus, chance is a goal.
1: Focus, buddy. Um, not just
0: him, you know. No, yeah, the, the whole the...
1: defense. I mean, John Air has really slipped. I'd like. I mean, it's a shame that we're not playing Kuboša because this would have been a chance for him to, um, you know, maybe s- provide a spell of relief. But yeah, let's. Uh let's move on like there's actually lots to pay attention to this is kind of an exciting time to be alive if you will um so yeah upcoming we are playing anchor again it's a friday match noon march 6th uh noon that is here in new york city on the eastern standard time uh so khan i believe that's a six o'clock for you and a seven or eight o'clock in turkey so uh, whatever check your local listings as always But, uh, yeah, I mean, Ankara Gujus aside, that uh, they're not looking too good, honestly. They're in 17th place in the relegation zone, somewhat firmly down there. I mean, they still have a hope of, you know, Konya and even Rize and Denizli and Yanni Malatya are kind of in the zone above them that they can still get get out. But uh, I don't know. They made a bunch of changes at the midway point of the season and doesn't seem like it's setting that well. I think we for should... For who? For Ankara Guju. Oh, it is. What are you talking about? It's going well for
0: them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? They're, they're climbing out of the hole, man. They beat Fener like two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, they're not really the out of the hole. <laughs> they're no, still in the hole. <laughs> they, they have perspective. They are only... Uh, yeah, no, no. They could point, pass Konya. Two points? Two points be, removed from safety right now. Yeah. Uh, but they have Sivaspor... Tomorrow, I guess, or whenever you listen to this, it's probably already been played. Um, but then they have us next week, so and they have us at Vodafone Park. Um, if it was in Ankara, I'd be definitely worried to drop points. But I think at Vodafone Park, despite the fact that Ankara are looking more formidable now than ever, uh, we need to win that our home matches, our remaining home matches. I, I don't think we have Oof. any real tests at home. Uh, except for Fenerbahce well, so in like week I'll say so
1: for Ankara like they uh, lost to Konya Drew Kayseri Drew Kasim Pasha beat Yeni Malatje but uh, they, they were a man down then yes they beat Fener which was obviously their big result but they, that whatever sort of morale they could have gained from that may have been lost because uh, last week they they dropped uh they lost no, I don't Genshler. think so. I watch
0: them regularly and they play good football, uh, or good enough at least. Uh, I don't think they will be relegating. Also, well, they've uh, lost the Anker
1: I'm... Derby against Gensler. Uh, yeah, we'll see how yeah, they fare against... Gensler are not
0: a bad suit side. I mean, Gensler are currently in 10th position.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I mean... I, we I, we gotta be able to beat these guys. <laughs> that's, we do, that's but it's thing. not, it's not a given.
0: It's not an easy an easy match. We we I mean we, we failed to beat them when they were still uh, a bunch of uh, old crackers and, uh, and and youth players. Uh, yeah, we well, drew nil nil against to beat them. A lot. So, yeah, no, nothing yeah. in the.
1: You can never count your chickens before they hatch.
0: There's no guarantees, especially in the Turkish Super League. Uh, it's more competitive than ever. Every team can beat and I mean any team can beat any team. I think that that gets proven uh, constantly. So, yeah. um, you know.
1: Well, and so, the important point to mention is that this match against Ankuruguju will be the final match before our derby against Galatasaray. And so, that match uh, on the road in the Turk Telecom Arena, that's going to basically be the decider for certainly Galatasaray's season. Uh... If they, it's gonna be key for them, if, right? If they lose going to, to us, us, they're gonna be struggling in the title race. But at the same time, for us, it's just as vital because that's gonna be the determiner for us as far as like how competitive can we be, uh, how much, how high can we sneak up in the tables potentially. Um, if we can get the win, uh, the W against Ankara Guju, cross your fingers, you know, wear your lucky socks, whatever it is. Um, yeah. I, who knows? Who knows what happens next week f- with uh, the teams above us? You know, they're now five points above us. Maybe they stay within sh- shooting range uh, by the end of this week. And then next week, maybe they drop points again. And so if we can beat Ankara Guja going into that that I match, yeah, there, there could theoretically be quite a bit hinging on on our performance as well. So it's going to be a great match, as they tend to be, you know, a, a derby late in the season. But, um, yeah, I mean I feel like we have done a pretty good preview of, of what's upcoming. Anything else to say, Kyle?
0: No 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 no. Just Don't you yeah. dare! Let's go Magic <laughs> <Bechikas>! Hush! <laughs> go Magic Hash <Bechikas!
1: laughs> Don't you dare do it. No, um Yeah, follow us on Twitter. You know the deal. I'll put the stuff Chick-fil- in the oh, okay. sure. Yeah, exactly. We won't dwell on it this week. Uh, and sorry for the, the late episode
0: we'll be more regular. Um, we promise it all the time yeah. and uh, congratulations to Nilay for winning a shirt in our giveaway contest uh, on the Football A La Turca, uh, podcast so if uh, you don't subscribe yet to Football A Turka, Turca do subscribe and maybe you can win a shirt in the, in the next couple of weeks um, go, go out uh, the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks are already on, I think like, yeah, yeah. do International hopes you enjoyed this program.